Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. Small Biz Social Society is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media that I created to help you gain visibility, increase your confidence, create more exciting content so that you can make an impact, have more fun on social media, and of course, make more money, honey. This membership is packed with value. There's a new training with yours truly every single month. We have master classes from guest experts every single month talking to us about online marketing and entrepreneurship. And we have an incredible community of badass entrepreneurs in this group that are rising up together. If you want to do great things on social media and in your business and in your life, this is the place for you. Enroll today at smallbizsocialsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 109. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Hello. Welcome to another show, baby. I'm so happy that you're here. It is Monday, November 22nd, 2021, as this episode releases. And holy shit, it's almost Thanksgiving. What is even happening? I know I sound so old lady, but like where has the time gone this year? 2021 has flown by. It's almost Thanksgiving here in the good old US of A. And um, we're, I mean, we're in the holiday season. It's already happening. It is. We are smack dab in the middle of holiday season, um, getting close to the end of the year. I'm just kind of like blown away by it all. It's been a very interesting, it's been a great year also a weird year, a busy year, a little wild. I don't know. How's it been for you? I hope it's been a good year for you. Anyway, um, today's show is a fun one. My Instagram buddy, Jonathan Howard, is the guest today, and he and I do all of the chat about Instagram, all of the Instagram things, especially Instagram reels, as you know, if you follow Jonathan or if you follow me or both, that we both really enjoy um, creating and sharing Instagram Reels videos. So he and I really talked about that a lot because that's something that he's really focusing on helping people with. He also does social media management just like I do as far as like his um, his own business that he owns and runs. And so we talked about that. We It's just – it was a really good talk. Really fun. You're going to enjoy it for sure. So that is coming up in just a few minutes. But speaking of Instagram – I wanted to just take a sec, just a few minutes to talk about Instagram stories. If you are not taking advantage of all the magic that can come about from Instagram stories, you are missing out. Let me explain what I mean. Okay. Back when Instagram stories came out, which I feel like it was like 2016-ish, maybe it was 2017, 2016, whatever. Anyway, I remember being like, this is so damn cool. I mean, we're just sharing these little bits, these little videos really quick. It's there for 24 hours. It's just a whole different vibe, right? And 
I've been using it ever since it started. And I want to tell you, it's made such a difference in my Instagram experience in general. And now actually I use stories on Facebook as well, like on Facebook, like a personal profile. If you're not doing that, you're definitely missing the boat there because that one, Facebook stories, this is not really, I'm really focusing on Instagram stories, but really quick, let me mention, um, Facebook stories are not as saturated as Instagram stories, meaning like not as many people are using it. So if you have like a good little network of people and your Facebook friends, you know, that you want to stay in touch with, that you want to share your content, you want to talk about like your business or your brand or your life or whatever, use Facebook stories. You'll probably get really really good results on that, like a lot of views. And it's a really cool way to stay connected because not everybody always sees your post um, scrolling through the feed, right? Because the algorithm, the way everything is. So definitely use Facebook stories. But anyway, Instagram stories though, because that's where it started, you know, that is the feature that let me connect deeper with my audience on Instagram, bottom line. Like that is where all of that deeper connection started. I always say that the people that watch your Instagram stories on the regular are like your VIPs. And it's true. They are, you know, the people that are watching consistently, they know more about you. They know more about your business. They feel like they actually know you and maybe they do, but even if they don't know you in real life, like they really can feel that way if they're watching your stories regularly. If you're doing it right and you're actually talking to your audience in your stories, like you want to make sure and actually do like a selfie style video where you say hello or tell them what you're doing or whatever. All of these people, that's, that's what is happening when they're watching your stories. Think about it. Think about the people whose stories that you watch on a regular basis. Don't you feel much more connected to them than maybe somebody whose stories that you don't watch or somebody who doesn't really talk on their stories so you don't really feel connected. I mean, it's a whole other deal. So anyway, if you're not taking advantage of just sharing in stories in general, here's the deal. First of all, do it. <laughs> but specifically, like I was just saying, you can share a variety of things in your stories, of course, but remember it's really impactful when you talk to the camera and you don't need to talk forever and ever. In fact, when the stories are too long, people might lose interest and just scroll on by. So even if it's just a 15 second Instagram story of you talking to the camera saying, Hey, I just finished my morning run. It was hard, but I'm glad it's done. Are you also a runner? You know, right? Put a little sticker on there, yes or no. They can select, interact with you, boom, done. I mean, it can be that simple. But you talking to the camera so that your viewer sees you talking to them daily on Instagram stories can really, really open up some really cool opportunities and connections with people. So it's something I've been doing for years. Is It's actually where my social media dancing even started. I called it a post-workout jam. Is what it actually had a name. And it was back whenever we were all like still using the like weird animal filters. You know what I mean? Like you had a face that looked like a puppy. I don't really like now when I think about it, I'm like, mm, that was odd. What were we doing? But you know, whatever. <laughs> it was a moment in time. And so I would put that filter on my face because like what I would, it, you know, a post workout jam. So it would be after my workout and I would 
look horrible, like just horribly red and sweaty and all the things. So I would put that filter on. So at least you didn't have to be subjected to my funky face at the time. (laughs) And I would have some sort of song, fun song, of course, and just do a little groove, a little moment, right? Lip syncing and having fun. That's it. That's all it was. And that went on for a long time. And then of course, when TikTok came around, it it opened up doors to do even more (laughs) um, dancing and whatnot on social media. But I wanted to mention also though specifically, besides showing up with your face, talking to the camera, not for too long, definitely if you really, 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 okay, two things here. Hang on. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. If you really, really want to really, really cash in, if you will, on Instagram stories, then you want to talk to the camera show up daily. I mean, if you got to take a day off, it's not the end of the world. When I say daily, most days of the year, okay, don't don't skip that shit too much. Show up daily, talking to the camera, saying hello, talking, it can talk about whatever the hell you're going to talk about, but still talk to people. You want to grab someone's, someone's attention right off the bat. So don't be like, hey, um, oh gosh, look at my hair. Oh, it's, it's been kind of a crazy day. Like, you know, get to it. Like start talking, start doing your thing. And so that way you're going to grab their attention and they're going to want to watch, have some movement if you can, even if that just means you're shifting from one side of the screen to the next, or you're walking down the hallway in your house as you talk, like have some movement, right? Um, add, you know, stickers, like I was saying, like the yes or no poll or the other stickers, like add something in there to get it, make it interactive, ask questions because you really, ideally it's great if it starts a conversation in the DMs, which is the direct messages, if you're not familiar. So if you were to say, like I was saying a minute ago, um, as you're like still outside, right? You're like, just got done with my morning run. It was a really hard one today. I'm glad it's over with. I'm curious. Are you also a runner? Well, if you put a little poll sticker, they can do yes or no really easily. And if they say yes, you might respond and be like, I love meeting, you know, fellow runners. What, what, you know, is it already cold? where you live, where you're running outside, you know, whatever, start a conversation. That's what the whole point of having it interactive is. Um, and then you get this conversation and the direct messages with people that have things in common with you, people that are watching your stories and care, right? And then you're really nurturing that relationship just by having a little tiny back and forth in the DMs. You never know what kind of cool people you're going to meet. So definitely, definitely do that. <sighs> Um, the next thing I was going to suggest though, really quick before we get on to my chat with Jonathan is the close friends list. Do you use your Instagram close friends list? Let's talk about the magic of that. The close friends list is a specific list of people that get Instagram stories that you make and share, but you are only sharing with them right? Like it's part, it's an option. When you go to share a story in Instagram stories, you're going to see the option like share to your story or share to close friends. When you share something to close friends, only those people see it. And adding people to your close friends list is super easy. It's just an option in the menu on your Instagram account, right? So if you're not on my close friends list, first of all, you should be. Send me a DM um, on Instagram at Brittany Crossen and ask me to add you to my close friends list. All right. And here's why you want to do that. And this is, and you can use it for yourself too. I know we've talked about this before, but I have to keep shouting it from the rooftops because it's so cool. Like on my close friends list, like the things I share with that, it's just like that next level deeper of stuff, 
right? So like I said, the people that watch your stories regularly are like your VIPs. The people that are on your close friends list are like your VVIPs, like extra important people. And so like I will share behind the scenes stuff about, of course, business and social media marketing, like the stuff I do professionally um, to give extra insight, extra information, how I do things, all this stuff. I also really am enjoying giving behind the scenes um, looks at my podcast in the process of doing that especially for anybody that wants to be a podcaster. That's really cool. And, and we act, I actually do provide services for that now in my company, like podcast production and marketing services. But it's a cool first step for somebody who is kind of interested to, to be on my close friends list because you're going to get some insight and some behind the scenes on that. And then just any sort of little special moment you want to have with these people that are on your close friends list. Um, I like to talk, you know, if there's something really important on my heart that I want to share and hopefully inspire someone um, that's usually where I'll do it. So here's what you want to do to build a close friends list. You want to, first of all, you want to talk about it on your regular stories. First of all, you should be consistent on your stories because that gets people in the groove, right? But then you want to talk about it on your regular stories. You want to say, I'm going to start sharing some extra blah, 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 whatever you're going to share to my close friends list here on Instagram. Would you like to be added and put a little sticker on there that says, add me the little poll thing, the yes or no thing, change it to add me. And the other option is already on it. That's what you're going to do. That's what I do all the time. You've probably seen it. So anybody that chooses add me, add them to your close friends list and start building it and ask this regularly. Do you want to be added to my close friends list? This is the kind of stuff I'm going to share only with my close friends. It's very exclusive. And you keep adding people. But also you don't have to have permission to add someone to it if like, if it's a given, like like for me, like all of the members of Small Biz Social Society are on my close friends list because, I mean, we're a posse and, we, <laughs> and we're a community and we want to have that connection. And I know, you know, it's all good. We're cool with it. We all know each other. Get it, you know, get in here. Um, and then like also some of my business friends, right? That people that I, I really love to be connected with on Instagram that were kind of in the same industry. I will, I will go ahead and add them without asking because I feel like it's totally cool. And it's not like somebody's being subscribed to emails. It's totally different. It's just Instagram stories. So anyway, build up your list and start sharing on it and actually really focus on sharing stuff that you're not sharing elsewhere. Truly make it an exclusive experience for those people that are on your close friends list and make sure and stay in touch with them regularly and just see how cool that really makes your Instagram experience overall. You can even use it strategically business-wise. Like if you have some sort of launch coming up or a new product or, you know, a new offer or a sale or something like that, you can say, um, you know, if you want to be the first to know get on my close friends list because I'm going to give you the coupon code or whatever. You can just use it in all sorts of ways. It's really, really cool. So anyway, I hope that that was good um, advice and encouragement for you to get going on Instagram stories, on the Instagram stories close friends list. Go use all the things. Um, if you have not grabbed the Small Biz Social Society free download, how to be an Instagram content machine, you need to grab it. So all you got to do is go to smallbizsocialsociety.com. And there's going to be a little picture there where you see me and it's going to say how to be an Instagram content machine. You're going to click on it and you're going to put in your email address and it's going to send you that free download immediately. And you're going to, you're certainly going to turn into an Instagram content machine like that is for sure. Right? Totally. <laughs> okay. Um, that is it for 
my chat with you today. I want to wish all of my uh, fellow uh, United States of America folks and beyond that are celebrating Thanksgiving this week, a very, very happy, happy Thanksgiving. Um, It is definitely... um, it's definitely one of my most favorite moments of the entire year, every single year, because it is about gratitude. Um, for me, that's what it's about. It's, I mean, you know, the mashed potatoes don't hurt a thing, seriously, with extra gravy, but it's really about um, having gratitude and reminding us to really just stop and take a moment in time to share food with loved ones and, um, and just really feel thankful for our lives and the fact that we have them and the fact that we're here and um, hopefully lift each other up in the process. So I, I love it. I hope that it's a wonderful, wonderful holiday week and holiday for you and your family and your friends. And um, I would love to hear what you're doing. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Like DM me on Instagram with all the Thanksgivingness. I want to hear all about it. Coming up next is my chat with Jonathan Howard. Today's guest is the owner of JRH Graphics, a boutique firm that focuses on helping local businesses and entrepreneurs tell their winning story on social media and beyond. He launched Success on Social to help entrepreneurs put an end to social for the sake of social and replace that with practical and proven strategies. And a fun fact, he says he'll hang out of a helicopter over New York City, but he won't walk down the jello aisle at the grocery store. I'm going to need some clarification on that. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Jonathan Howard. Just as long as there's no jello, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, you're going to need to explain yourself. First of all, have you actually hung out, out of a helicopter? I have. I've hung out of a helicopter and taken photos above New York City. And yeah, yep, it's amazing. Incredible. There's no doors on the helicopter either. This is ridiculous. I know. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, why Why did you do that? <laughs> incredible, incredible photos. Incredible photos. Uh, but I won't. But Jell-O? Mm-mm. Nope. No chance. Is it just because you hate Jell-O so much? It moves. It's a food that moves on its own. It shouldn't move after it's, you know, already yeah. processed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that <sighs> all of the super clean eating folks would actually be on your side. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> They might not be afraid to walk down that aisle, but they still feel the same way. They, about the yes, they agree. It should not be moving on its own. And it is definitely an odd um, substance. I, I do agree with that. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe that you actually were in a helicopter without the doors and all that stuff. Like, I know it's a thing. I know it exists. It's just that for me, that kind of thing, like, you know how people will say, like, um, if something scares you, you should do it. I'm like, well, no, no, only if you want to do it, because that and skydiving and things like that scares the shit out of me. Definitely not doing them. Don't care. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I would jump out of a perfectly good plane, but um, the, <laughs> the pictures are really, I mean, well, I, you sh- I'm sure you've actually probably seen some of them on my Instagram. Oh, any- those are like the pictures that you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So any of the ones that are really high up, I was in a helicopter. <laughs> Wow. All right. What an adventure. I love that. You sh- I wish you had some like behind the scenes um, photos of you doing that. If you ever do it again. <laughs> I know I would have to have somebody come with me because you can't actually have more than one device because if anything falls out of the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bad. Oh my gosh. So, so you're, you're from the New York area. Yeah. Like, are you yep. always lived there? I haven't always lived here, but I grew up here. So I spent my first 17 years here. 
then I moved to Boston for 10 years, then I was in D.C. for 10 years, and then I moved back here. Okay. All right, cool. Which one do you like best? Uh, you know, I, I, it makes the most sense to live here because okay. of, you know, my rent in D.C. was $4,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. Me and the two <laughs> dogs didn't fit in it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do miss the cities. This, this last couple of years has been a little rough for me. I haven't been able to get down to the city as much. So, but I went down the other day. I'm hoping to go down again one time more before Christmas and get back into a little bit of normalcy. Right, right. Yes, yes. Hopefully things continue to move yes. in that direction just in general for everyone in a positive direction. Um, okay, so tell tell us before, because I want to talk to you about Instagram Reels, of course, um, but I want you to first tell me, I'm curious, um, like why did you start doing this kind of work with social media? What, what When did it all start? So uh, there's two stories there. One of them's rather long. One of them's a little bit shorter. So, um, I'll, but I'll give you the short hand to both of them. Um, I started to view social media. I was at a college bookstore, 18 years with Barnes Noble college bookstores working and doing that sort of thing. And the only way we'd get the students in is by social media. Like they were staring at their phones nonstop. We were putting signage on the floor of the bookstore. Like it was just, there was no way to get in touch with them. So we started doing social media and I started to see the power of that because I had a flagship store and we couldn't get people into the store and it was like embarrassing. I was like, okay, we got to do something <laughs> here because this is like, this is huge multi-million dollar setup right. and we couldn't get people in there like for anything. So we started running events and focusing more on the community. Obviously things that were probably a little bit ahead of their time when I was doing it Um and it started to work and we started to fill up, you know, like all our events were full and we'd had had to add an additional story time and all these things for the community as well as the college students. So it was like awesome. And I was like, wait a minute, this is something <laughs> that these businesses, because I was also the head of the business development, um, whatever we called it right there for the like 10 businesses that were there yeah. and none of the other businesses were doing social media. So I was like, huh. <laughs> So I got asked to speak at a, <laughs> I love this story. I got asked to speak about social media at a business conference. And I started to go in with all the stuff that I had on Facebook and all that. And about 10 minutes in, somebody raises their hand and goes, excuse me, could you tell me what Facebook is? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, we're going back to square one here. <laughs> So that's how I got into social media. <laughs> um, I, I started to like take some clients while I was still working for Barnes & Noble. The writing was on the wall there. I've been 18 years. I made too much money. <laughs> you know, it, it's corporate. Had to go. Um, so I did when I left. I started to jump into doing social media for some small businesses. And it was incredible. The Back then, we could make such a huge difference with so little. Right. <laughs> So very little. We had to put, I mean, we were posting a lot, but you know, it was definitely um, easier. Yeah. And that's where I kind of did, I started to figure out how to do a lot of the social media because I knew how to do it from a bookstore standpoint, but not from a social media standpoint. Right. As a whole. Right. So. Okay. Okay. Man, you know, I like a bookstore. Speaking of, what the hell? I know. I, I, I know. I mean, I know there's not as many of them around anymore, but what they're so nice. I know. <laughs> Go I know it book. was a gorgeous store. I had a <laughs> I had a cafe. I could serve people coffee and bagels and everything. Ah, coffee. It was, it was the romantic bookstore too. That was the funny thing because it was in the middle of you know in the middle of the city, but 
Catholic University is a really, you know, there's a lot of nice trees and stuff around. So it's like all wooded and it was so yeah. nice. That's cool. That's cool. That's really neat. I love hearing that that's how you started. Yeah. That is so cool that you actually had just like tried it out and then was like, wow, this is actually working. Yeah. Um, then so it I mixed, I smushed the two things that I love together and, and, and that ended up working too. So that was great. So storytelling. Right. About how long ago was that? Six years ago, officially, I think. Okay. On, okay. On okay. November 20th, it'll be yeah. six years. In social media years, that's like a lifetime. I know. <laughs> I, know. I mean, I mean, really and truly, like, it was just in 2009 that I started using Facebook. It's not like, you know, in the big picture, it's not very many years. Right. Well, and it's funny because, like, now what I do for a living is something that I would have never, ever thought of. Wasn't available for me to study in college, let alone. No. Yeah, I was a poli—I was a poli sci Spanish with a concentration in law and legal issues and a minor in Latin American studies. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, not not the same thing, really. I ran uh, college bookstores. So that's what I did. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I remember whenever um, MySpace. Uh, yes, MySpace. To you youngsters listening, um, I'm 41 years old, so MySpace was definitely a part of my. Um, my early twenties. And I was so excited about it. I don't know if you even, did you even use it? Cause I thought it was just like, I think the performer in me was like, Oh, wait a minute. I can like get people's attention just by posting on this thing. <laughs> did you so, like it? I was such an introvert and an introverted, like shy, <laughs> shy. I did not use MySpace. I wasn't on Facebook until my, for myself until after college. Yeah. Um, I knew it existed. I knew, yeah. you know, about it, but I wasn't on Facebook myself until after college. And yeah, no, I was, but I remember MySpace and I remember everybody talking about MySpace and I was like, <laughs> I don't know, that's just weird. Yes. I mean, granted, yes, it is weird, but, um, but yeah, it was fun. Okay. Um, okay. Let's talk about Instagram reels. So okay. I'll, I'll let you do the honors for anybody listening that just so happens to not know what it is. Um, maybe they're new to the show or they're new to social media and they're trying to learn. Can you explain in your words what Instagram Reels is? Or they're sleeping under a rock. It's all good. It happened. <laughs> yes, no offense, but <laughs> I wasn't on Facebook until, you know, I was out of college. So it's all okay. Some of us <laughs> like to sleep under rocks. Um, so Instagram Reels are really short form video content that is designed for you to have fun, connect with people, and be human. That's how I like to describe them because there's so much that can go into them and they're so very powerful, but they're really designed for you to show up for your business as a human. Right. Okay. I it's like it. Right, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And anybody out there that knows what TikTok is, that's yeah. a really easy way to describe it because it's Instagram's version of that. So maybe you've used one and not the other, but yeah. Okay. So so when did you start? So, okay. Reels, it's been a little over a year that it's been available because we're recording in November, 2021. So it's been over a year now. When did you yourself start really diving in and learning more about reels and using them? Diving in. So I, with many of the things I do, I, I observe a lot and I, I study a lot before I start to do, I did that with clubhouse. I did that with reels. I started to create maybe one reel a week. Um, as soon as they came out, because I knew, 
I was like, oh God, Instagram's going to be pushing these and I, yeah. I really need to learn how to do it. And the funny thing is I told everybody, all my clients and stuff, get on TikTok, see how they're doing things on TikTok. So when it comes to Instagram, because it's a matter of time, right. you will know how to do it. Did I do that? No. <laughs> I, I felt creepy on TikTok though. I felt very creepy as a 40-year-old man on TikTok <laughs> when it first came out. So the dogs have a TikTok. I don't. Aww. <laughs> Okay. So, so whenever, okay. For me, let me think. I, I find it interesting how it's changed over time. We can talk more about that, but like, because at first it's been so fast, basically is what I'm trying to get out of my mouth over this. I mean, it's only a little over a year for Instagram reels. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, bam, it's out. And all these people on Instagram that especially the people that like were avoiding TikTok, because you know how it is. There's always going to be groups of people that don't like certain platforms, right? So there's all these people not on TikTok. So to them, Instagram Reels was just like this new discovery. But then to all the TikTokers, it was not. And it was this kind of like weird situation at first, but also exciting. I feel, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was this mixture of everything. And now it's only been a little over a year and it's like things have changed a lot. The yeah, the culture of it has changed tremendously. And it's gone through like these weird phases. And I still don't know that I believe some of the, you know, growth that comes from all of these. But that's a whole separate story. <laughs> except for the fact that I did some research and I know some of them, it's not true. But um, <laughs> you mean like somebody saying like, oh, I grew so, so much because of reels or... I grew 10,000 followers in three months because of reels, except you bought half of those followers. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oops. I mean, why is buying followers still even a thing? I don't like, know. Get it together, people. I don't know. But yeah. And, but that, because that was one of the biggest things in the culture of reels that I felt was really harming to people who weren't growing. That's one of those things that we were like, well, I'm not going to do it anymore because I don't care. And I had a couple of clients that were like, I'm not growing. I didn't grow. I mean, yeah. my growth hack was Clubhouse. That yeah. was my growth hack with my Instagram. It was Clubhouse. So I didn't right. grow with Reels, but I engaged a lot more people with Reels. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'm glad you say that. So so can there be substantial growth from Reels? Well, of course. Yes. Yes, there can, obviously. But you're right. Like for somebody who either doesn't see that substantial growth in a short period of time, or maybe that's not necessarily their exact goal right now. You're right. You're going to you're gonna get more engaged people and Instagram showing it to all these people. And so, and it's exciting, I feel like, right? Like people want to be yeah. entertained. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing is like the entertainment is so important. Like you have to entertain if you're not entertaining and you don't have to dance and point and do all the things that people don't like to do, but you got to entertain. You have to have something about you that's entertaining or right. inspirational or engaging at the very least. If you're not entertaining, you have to be engaged. Right. Well, and I think that entertaining means so many different things. It means mm -hmm. something different to everybody. I think that it is assumed that, that like, like me dancing on a treadmill is entertaining. Yeah, it is. But also somebody working in her garden and showing all of her tomatoes is also another form of entertainment. I mean, think about it as like television stations. It's the same, same idea. So I think that, I don't know about you, but like, I, I feel like a lot of people get caught up in, um, how other people are doing it. And it's like, yeah. Oh, I have to do, Oh, I have to be like, you know, jazz hands and tap dancing and doing it. And when you don't, you just it, entertainment doesn't mean that right. just that. 
Yeah. Entertainment is, is, and you have to know your ideal customer avatar, which I always go back to with everybody. You need to know who you're entertaining yeah. and then you need to know what they like as entertainment. But one of the things, one of the hacks that I've showed people is when you actually look at reels within your hashtag and your niche, you see all sorts of different things. When you look at the ones that they feed you, they're all the same. They're all doing the same dance. They're all doing the same music. They're all the same. When you go into your hashtags and start to really look at it, especially now that we have the extra menu for hashtags that has reels it's like yes oh yeah because that's yeah that hasn't been around very long no it's a godsend and you can see all the different reels that people are doing and it's not and they they're also getting like 8 10 20 30 thousand views they're just not in the mix of the stuff that instagram's that's showing me on all five of the profiles i manage so right it gives me new ideas right other stuff it's nice Right, right, right. That is, that's a really good tip to look up reels by the hashtag that you think you might need to use or that you have used and, and get inspiration that way, instead of just scrolling through the general reels feed. I mean, it's fun if you just want to do it to do it for fun, but yeah, if you're trying to be strategic about it, you could search the hashtag. That's so smart. I don't think I've ever even done that. (laughs) Well, it's one of those things that I, I was looking across when you manage multiple Instagrams, you're like, they're completely different. So their reels feed should be different in my opinion. Right. Of course. And it's not. So I was like, wait, what's going on here? (laughs) Like, so that's when I started to look in the hashtags and found like other stuff. I was like, oh my God. And of course go over to TikTok, see what's happening there. And you know, there's a couple other places, but right, right, right. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because now I'm thinking about the accounts I manage and I'm like, yeah. I do like, I mean, there's some stuff I'll see that's different because like the, because the account is so different, like somebody that loves hiking versus, you know, a gardener or whatever, but like, there are some videos that are the same. And I'm like, why is she seeing the same stuff as me when we don't do, it has nothing to do with her brand or anything. Right. These videos of like the trending, like fun sound and the cute little dance and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like my business coach who's well past her retirement age that I have managed her account. She's why is she seeing those reels? (laughs) Right. Makes no sense. Well, okay. Speaking of though, of dancing and entertaining, entertaining, you have gotten in that groove with your reels. It's so fun to watch, but I want you to share about that and your decision to do that. And and the whole experience, because I think it's going to really help some people listening. Like, that maybe they want to, like, if, if you don't want to dance around, move around, it, you do what you want to do, but you know, there's a lot of people that want to, I think, and they're nervous. Oh yeah. And it's nerve wracking. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So I'm going to do this now. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're like having fun. You're jumping around. Like there's a lot going on. There, there's a lot going on in my reels. And I, and I always say, I'm. it's like the kitchen sink is being thrown at your face. When you watch a reel <laughs> of mine, there's filters, there's movement, there's stuff that's going to keep your attention and there's value. That's, yes. that's the thing that actually makes it a business account and not just for entertainment is I add the value in there. Um, right. But the funny thing is I was like, I'm not going to dance in reels. There's no way I'm dancing in reels. I don't want to point in reels either. So I don't know what I'm going to do in reels, but I will, you know, be over dramatic about things that I can do. I will, you know, whatever needs to be done that I can do. But I started to create reels and then one came across. I'm like, I could dance to that one. That's easy. I like that song. Let me try it. Let me just see. 
Because yeah. I could just be a goofball. And, you know, I act a fool in all of my reels, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and I, I dance to, I don't even remember what the first song was, but I danced to it. I put the reel out there and it by far killed the rest of my reels. Like, and it just, and I was like, so, and I am a big preacher of you have to do what your audience wants. And the way you tell that is how things perform. How did it perform? Create more of what's working and less of what's not. Right. Well, I looked at my reels for that week and then I planned my next week and I go, I think I need to find something I can dance to and put a dancing reel in this one. And just see if it does okay. If it does okay, crap. If it doesn't, okay, we don't have to worry about it anymore. And they just keep doing better. That's funny. And if so, it does okay, crap. <laughs> if it does okay, crap. But other than that, yeah. I so. love it. <clears throat> well, before we started recording, we were talking about you and I both were talking about a decrease in views in general on reels. And I'm wondering if you have, do you have any theories on that so far? I kind of have one, but maybe it's, it's like a load of crap. Basically, like I was thinking, I'm thinking that maybe, and I'm hoping that it's not just me, <laughs> but I'm thinking that maybe it's like more saturated than what, than it was at first. And you know what I mean? Maybe like those of us that got in early, we, we reap those rewards or something because mm -hmm. it does seem like views are down for a lot of people I've talked to. Views are down for a lot of people. The other thing that you'll notice though, when you start researching in the hashtags is the two to 10,000 range is normal for reels. That's normal. That's what a majority of the reels get. And there's even, you know, I have some that have gotten as few as 200, which I cry about frequently. Yes, same. Um, but you know, <laughs> Those also have more engagement than the other ones. So they're hitting at least my market that's already following me and they're engaging and they're they're talking about them. So that's good. Um, but yeah, it's way down. It's way down. Yeah. And I think it's the saturation. I also think that Instagram is going to re... You know, right now they're putting more reels. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, they're putting more reels out there than anything else. So I think they're going to have to adjust the algorithm. I think with the videos, um, having that kind of dedication to that space and having a focus on videos is going to be interesting. Um, like how they have the new tab where it's video and it's not just um, – Yeah. IG, it's not IGTV. So if you're not familiar, what he's talking about is that – um, on your actual Instagram account, there's a tab now for all, any kind of video that's not <clears throat> a reel. Right. Goes in that section, essentially. It used to be set up like, oh, well, this is for IGTV and that's what that's called. Um, but now it's not. Now it's, yeah. Now it's videos and it includes your feed videos. So um, also you used to have, be able to have feed videos that were 60 seconds long. Your feed videos now have to be 25 seconds or less, or they'll be sent to the video tab to watch the rest of it to continue. Um, right. So you either have to say something and get them really quickly, like with a right. reel, or or uh, yeah, you get that 25 seconds in the preview, which is interesting when you have a 26-second video. Let me tell right. you. It's fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Perfect. Um, something I've noticed recently, and this might just be this might just be a thing I've run into and just got lucky on, but um, because I was having such a decrease in views and reels for a, a little bit now, I thought I'm just going to shake things up and try something up, which I think is kind of cool for anybody to do anytime you kind of feel like things are kind of blah. And I, I got some really incredible, not only reach, but engagement on 
multiple posts recently that are just static images. I mean, I'm adding the words and stuff to them, but I mean, they're not, it's not a video at all. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of old school Instagram of y'all to show this post to so many people. I can't believe it's happening. My carousels are killing it. Like my carousels are my best performing posts. And I know I don't do, I add a lot of value in a carousel, probably more than I should, but you know, most people won't actually do the things anyway, so it's fine. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and that's what I end up using my carousels for. I put them into my membership. I'm like, here's this lovely little tool for you. If you have a quick, you want a quick answer about captions or right. Right. Membership. So they have another purpose, but yeah, I, I'm getting a lot of reach, a lot of reach. I'm surprised because, and almost all of them the last month have gone to explore page. Wow. Well, that, that's really cool. It's interesting how that, how that works. And I don't, I would be interested to know if like, cause I know everybody always wonders like what's Instagram doing and what are we, if we're trying to adjust to what they want or, you know, whatever. But I do wonder sometimes if that's a legit thing where they're like, like we knew at least for a time they were saying we're prioritizing reels. reels. And, and I think I believe them because it seemed to be the case, but I'm wondering, do they, do you, have you ever heard, like, do they actually do that sort of thing often. Like reels was a new feature. So clearly they're going to focus on that. But I mean, I'm wondering if there's times where they kind of like test and go, let's just see how we can mess with this and see how it changes the algorithm. Well, I'm sure they adjust the algorithm and the algorithm is always adjusting, but here's the thing. And this is what I tell people all the time. Instagram can't tell your audience what to like. So when it comes down to it, create content that your audience likes and it's going to get the reach that you want because your audience will then engage with it, share it, do all those things. Instagram can't, at least yet, go into their house and go into their brain and tell them, no, you don't like this. You need to like this video. Right. So if your audience likes pictures, just plain old pictures, and that's what they're used to seeing and they want to engage with it, they'll engage with it. Right. So, right. if, you know, if you know your ideal customer avatar and you talk to them, you right. pretty much have a plan that's going to work. Right. How how long do you think – I feel like people also, like, kind of give up on things quick, okay? So, yeah. for example, like, this one business owner I talked to who's not a client of mine, but I was just trying to give her a tip to be nice. And she's like, she's like, I shared three reels and it just isn't working. And I'm like, three total? Like, the, like girl – not 300, but three, you know what I mean? Like, so obviously you need to do things a lot, but I'm wondering, do you have a tip on that? Like, okay. So say somebody, let me give you a scenario. Somebody says, okay, I am going to do the reels thing and I'm going to be real specific and I'm going to do my niche. I'm going to create this video, blah, blah, blah. And they do and say it does really well. How, how should they handle that from there? Like, I feel like you should do, like you said, more of what your audience likes and then for how long to make sure it feels good. Or not. You know what I mean? Like, is it a certain amount of weeks you think or I, what? So when I teach everybody, like, cause I teach consistency based on what do you feel comfortable doing right now? Yeah. So if you want to show up consistently on social media, great. What do you feel comfortable doing right now? Three posts a week. Awesome. Let's do those three posts on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but you got to do it. Got to do them. 12 weeks. Straight. Okay. And that's, and then when you, if you can do it for 12 weeks straight, not missing, not doing anything, and you decide you want to add another day, then you can add another day. 
but not until you do the 12 weeks straight without missing a day because you have to build those habits. It's all about building those habits. Right, right. That's true. And being that, being that I find like, cause you have the same perspective as me, right? You're seeing clients and then you're also seeing people just out in the wild of social media, but like, it's different from back in the day because you can do it yourself. Now, not everyone should, <laughs> we both know that, but you can, like you have the option, but like, you know, back in the day, when I first started working for, for my dad, when I was like 16, you know, we're using newspaper ads and stuff. We can't do that ourselves. We don't have a newspaper. We don't have a printer, you know, we, right. you see what I'm saying? So you yeah. had to then hire someone and say, okay, we'll place an ad. We'll pay this much money. Yeah. We'll give you some direction and information, but you have to actually do all this stuff. And so many business owners now that's not the case because I think people are like, well, I can do it myself and it's free if I do it myself. So I may as well try. Right. But I think that, I don't know. I just think that that causes the issue there because people are doing it themselves and they're not being consistent when maybe just not that many years ago, you didn't have to do it yourself. You see what I'm saying? Right. And it's, it's a whole other layer. It's a whole other business on, on top of your business. Yeah. And it's really, it's really tough when you look at it. But the other thing, the other side of that, which I've felt the impact of, because some of my clients have been special, um, <laughs> is that they have to show up though, too. Not only is, do they, like, we can do some of the posting for them. But they have to do their live videos. They have to show up on on their stories. They have to go to Clubhouse. I had a client who asked me if I could cover their Clubhouse room for them. No, I'm not you. I'm not your voice. I can't talk about your subject. Right. That's you. Yeah. And it comes, and that's really difficult for some people because when do they have time to create live videos and do their stories? And Right, right, right. But yeah, I think, well, I mean, and you do, you make time, like the people that have gotten it together and that do it, they, you just figure it out. But it's like what you said, you got to decide what you think is sustainable and then just stick with that. I mean, if, if someone, if it's sustainable to post seven times a week and it like for someone, you know, mm -hmm. it's cool and it, and it makes sense and it's um, mostly enjoyable, you know, it's not like miserable, then by all means, please, go for it. Please do that. But like you said, you choose. So if it's three times, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I would say only post once a week, you know, maybe a little bit more than that, but yeah, if it's three times a week, then just pick that. At least you're doing it and you're not just like leaving your audience high and dry because you got burnt out. Right. And they'll, they'll then get it. If you do, if you post every yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they'll get it and they'll know when to look for it. And the funny thing is the first one you miss, they're going to be like, Hey, where the hell's your post? Right. Because right. you yeah. taught them to go look for it. Right. Yeah. And it's cool. You have that routine and, and it, whenever you keep showing up, that's also just another good mark for you as a business owner. Like you're solid. People can depend on you to do that. You know, like your brand is solid, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's so super important. I think business owners don't realize that we notice. Yeah. As consumers, we notice if you're not there. We notice if you haven't posted for a week. Right. It's very recognizable because it just, first of all, if we're followers of you, we notice. If we're just kind of like, oh, we see their posts every once in a while, you just go away. It's like you drop into a black hole never to be seen again. Yes, that's so true. You're not feeding the algorithm. And when you feed the algorithm, the algorithm will feed you, but you okay. got to give the algorithm content to eat. Right. Oh, that is so true. I like that. Yeah. I've, I find it funny how, and this is not, look, 
I'm going to go ahead and say a disclaimer. If you, if someone needs to take Sunday off of social media or something, this is not about like, fine. But what I'm going to say is when I see people talking often, like often about, um, like, oh, I took a social media break, but I'm back. Or like, you know, or like, um, it's been a while and, and it, it happens like many times per year. I'm like, what? Well, then I guess social media is not helping you make money because if social media was actually helping you make money, you would show the hell up. You know what I mean? Right. Or you just don't care about your business. It's weird. It's weird to me because I make money. You know what? Last week I did a reel, which reels are not money-making content, but I did a reel and I had two people buy into into my program and I was like, awesome. That's amazing. Like, cause Instagram is, is actually with something that's not supposed to getting me some money in my pocket. Love it. I didn't have to do the extra work for it. Great. Yes. But it wouldn't have happened if I wasn't already showing up regularly. And oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that people miss is like you have to show up because it's a long game and it's a slow game. It like, is. I don't know when I, I think I first made, well, my first sale on social media was a big one, but that was for art. My first social media sale was, it took some time, a yep. long time. And yeah. even now I'm building a membership out, you know, a couple different levels of membership and it takes time. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of people in there that are doing great stuff, but it takes time. <laughs> right. I understand. Yeah. I remember you have a membership and in mine, it's been like, I mean, it took the whole, the whole first year was just like, um, figure shit out and try to do yeah. as good as we can do. And like, just experiment and all that stuff. And then you finally get into a flow. So yeah, it's like that with any kind of, any kind of business on social media, if you're, especially if you're doing, um, organic stuff and you're not spending thousands of dollars on ads, which you definitely don't have to, but if you're not, then you need to be patient. Sometimes even if you do ads, you need to be patient. Yeah. I know me and my experience this year, but that's a whole other story. Um, (laughs) don't get me started with mine earlier this year. So I mean, I was like, I was like, I spent how much money? To do that. To do that. And then none of them showed up to the damn workshop. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah, it, you're right. It's it's hard. It, that's what a lot of people do miss is that is because that's why I like to talk a lot of times about personal brands, because I think people will start to of di- in all different industries will start to understand what I mean. That's a good way to kind of like convey that message of like it's literally just showing up showing your face when I, I mean on camera in a photo, you know, whatever. And and making sure you're consistent because you're, you're going to stay top of mind for people, you know, like even, even if like, I have a client that I got from a treadmill dancing video, it wasn't, she didn't even, but she, she loved the video. She thought I was so fun and great. And then she found out what I did for a living. And she's like, Oh, I need help with that. You know what I mean? And put the two together. So as long as you're showing up and you're being you, someone's going to be drawn to that. Absolutely. And I've, you know, I've sold like the most random things from the most random posts, the most (laughs) random clubhouse rooms and people just, it's all about showing up as yourself. I I never, ever thought that when I went into business doing this, I would be fighting with people to show up and show their face on social media. Like show, like I never thought, and I never thought the fight would be so hard. (laughs) <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It can be a hard fight. Hey, you've mentioned clubhouse a couple of times. I know we're on an oh, Instagram yeah. kick here, but let's talk about that for a sec. Are you still active over there? I'm still active over there. I still run my rooms regularly and support a couple rooms regularly. Cool. Um, it is, uh, it's diff it's changing again. 
social new, media yeah. has been like insane. So, but I, I'm, I'm still able to, I'm able to get sales on, on Clubhouse a lot faster than on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and they're giving us the tools now to do it because like you can start a room and you can have your link right above your head and people can click and buy things. Nice. So that's nice. Um, that is really nice. That wasn't there last time I was on Clubhouse. So that's great. There's a lot, there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of browsers there, but it's much like Facebook and Instagram. So, but I'm able to bring people into my programs faster from that platform. So I'm trying to balance everything, which is a right. lot. Again, yeah, a lot. we don't need to be on all the platforms, people. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. And, and you and I, somebody like you, somebody like me, it makes sense that we would be on as many as possible, if not every single one, because we are literally working in social media. And yeah. the, so, you know, that makes sense. But yeah, I, um, I, that's why I tell people sometimes I'm like, sometimes you just do as I say, not as I do, because you're going to see me posting all over the freaking internet because I want to reach people all over social media. Mm-hmm. Cause that's my job. Yeah. But yeah. the clubhouse thing is so interesting to me because um, I probably feel very similarly about clubhouse that a lot of people do. I mean, I would assume people that I've talked to and stuff is like, on one hand, there is, there's so much value from that. Like I, I have a client that's been a client for like, golly, eight, eight months now, I think that came from, not from me on clubhouse, actually somebody that was on clubhouse referred her to me, but still it happened on clubhouse. You see? Yeah. And so I see the power in it, but it's, I think because the audio thing is so, new, it's hard to make that adjustment in your day of go, you know, you, you had to prioritize that hour to talk with people, you know, how, how do you, how do you kind of like squeeze that in and make that work for somebody that's interested in clubhouse, but maybe they're kind of scared. They're like, shit, I can't sit on there for four hours. Like how can you kind of have boundaries and stuff? Yeah. I mean, you have to build your boundaries. You have to put your expectations out there. The other thing that I do is I create content that I can use Um, not only, so like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I create carousels generally for Instagram and those Tuesday and Thursday carousels generally are the topic of my room. Oh, good. So I will talk about those carousels on Tuesdays and Thursdays in my room. That's my room topic. And then I'll take that and I'll go over to wisdom, the other one and do it like a talking, you know, I'll run through my top tips or whatever so that I have then a green, you know, an evergreen piece that's recorded. So I try to create content that creates more content and that's one of the best ways for me to like manage Clubhouse. But then I also have to be aware of the fact that I schedule an hour a day where I'm during my work day. I schedule an hour during my work day where I'll be on Clubhouse. After my work day, you know, whatever happens, (laughs) happens. Right. There may be some rooms that I want to and, and. In that sense, I'm, I'm showing up for work, but I'm not showing up during work because I need to make sure my clients are being served. Right. Um, so, right. but yeah, I schedule an hour a day, which usually is an hour and a half because they got, you know, you got to show up and then no room runs just an hour unless it's my room. Right. I will run a room that is exactly 60 minutes, sometimes 55. And I'm like, all right, we're done. Bye. <laughs> but you have to schedule it because if not, you can, you can lose the whole day. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. I I was in a room one time early on clubhouse and it was three and a half hours that we were actively because it was when it was really new and it was, um, me and a few other social media people. And it was just a little bit before I met you, I think. And we were actually answering questions. It was literally just Q and a about, I think it was about Instagram reels actually. 
And while I was happy that we were able to help so many people, <laughs> I looked back at the clock and I was like, oh my God, that was half my work day gone. And yeah. now, you know, but we didn't know what we were doing. That was early on. That was early on. I mean, there's still people doing those marathon rooms. There are still people doing those marathon rooms. And I sit there and I go, holy shit. <laughs> right. It is a lot. It's a lot. But there's something well, to be said for it. It's it's so unique. I mean, each platform really, like each social media platform really does serve, you know, a cool, unique purpose that maybe not everyone can use, but um, you find the ones that you can use. Yeah. And where your audience is, find your audience. And, and when they start to respond to you and you, you can tell like they're there and you're actually, social media is all about building relationships. It's, you know, yeah. Instagram, it starts with the comments clubhouse it starts with somebody asking you a question when you're on stage it's and that building that relationship then you you go from there and that's how you build the trust that's how you build a business any successful business is based on relationships so start building relationships wherever you can right i agree so give some advice on that topic like if that's overwhelming to someone like I, i i feel like some people probably hear that advice and go well, I can't, I don't have time to sit around and talk to, you know, 50 people a day on social media. How, like, how could someone approach that if they want to build, like, should they just have a goal and be like, meet five new people this week? <laughs> how would you yeah. suggest it? Again, I'm very much on whatever works in your schedule um, you can do. Now, I also teach people like your posting obviously is where a lot of your engagement starts. So you have to be aware that if you're posting three days a week, on those days, you need to leave some time to engage with the people that, at bare minimum, if they start a conversation with you, you need to respond back. Yeah. Think of it as if we were, you were walking down the street, I don't care how late you were running, you were walking down the street and your neighbor said hi to you, you wouldn't give them a thumbs up and run past. You would right. say hi. Right. Yeah. You might let them know, hey, I'm running late. I can get, you know, get back to you on that one and keep going, but you would say hi. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't ignore them. So stop ignoring the people that are saying hi to you on your social media. Isn't that crazy to you? I feel that's one of those things, kind of like buying followers. When I see that on some accounts, it's, I don't know, I guess I just kind of randomly will run into it where it's obvious, right? It was posted a while back and there's just like tons of comments that haven't been replied to. And I'm like, how do you not know that you should do that by now? Those people are totally being ignored. Yeah. Well, and then they're the same people. Side note, they're the same people that will come onto Clubhouse and ask, how do I get more followers? <laughs> this is how you get more followers. You actually nurture the ones that you have, talk to them, build right. them up, and then they'll recommend other people. Right. Right. <laughs> Not rocket science. Um, (laughs) I love it. So how do you, um, how do you think some, like, do you have a, think that somebody should limit how much they do social media? Like, do you have, how how do I word this? Sorry. Do you have an opinion about creating lots and lots and lots? I mean, I guess as long as somebody can handle it, like, do you think that that's a bad thing if they want to be on like say four platforms and they want to pose and they just figure out a way to do it, or maybe they have some help. What do you think as, about as long as it's it's working in like as long as it's helping their business grow as long as they're actually connecting with people and it's and it's working I don't see a reason why yeah. they can't but what is more likely to happen is they're gonna have something's gonna start to slip 
because we are humans and we can only do so much. And we're yeah. not meant to be doing social media while running a business because it's two businesses. Yeah. So right. figuring out what works, getting help, right. learning. I think it's really important that people spend the time to learn the platforms correctly. Right. Then they don't waste as much time. Right. And knowing your ideal customer avatar and where they stay. Yeah. So true. That okay. saves so much time. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Um, okay. Before I let you go, I want you to tell me about your um, real school. What's the deal? What What is that? Real school is, um, so I'm really excited about it because I love doing my reels workshops. I love teaching reels. I do a room on clubhouse every week about reels and I think they should be for having fun and showing up as a human and connecting with people and doing all those things. So I've got a three month membership. So really short membership. Um, that's going to be, let me see, wait, December, January, February. Yes. That's three months. I couldn't figure out what three months. (laughs) (laughs) So from December through February, it's just three months and it's kind of an intensive, like we're not going to do 30 reels in 30 days, but it's really kind of learning where your audience is on reels, how you can create better reels and and make them short and powerful and all those things. So I'm really excited about it because they'll get a couple couple sessions with me. They'll get all the resources and they'll have a community that's going to hopefully you know support one another and uh, and help them get their real get their reels up to par and get them out there and have fun with them. Right. I want people to have fun. I want I I definitely want there's going to be like brainstorming sessions because I want them to bounce ideas off each other one of the best ways to come up with stuff. So it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Well, and it's a good time to do that, right? Like right at the end and beginning of the years, that way you're, you're kicking off. I mean, that's a really strong start to 2022 to be in the middle of doing that with you for someone who's been wanting to get into reels. Cause then you're going to like, you're not only like you're saying, like they're going to learn so much and they're going to get that feedback in that community, but like you're going to be on a roll, right? You're probably going to have gained some momentum and then yeah. be able to continue your year really well. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I, I It's like 10 reels the first month, 18 reels the second month. And then we do do 28. I don't do 30 reels in 30 days. Twenty-eight. <laughs> you get two days off. <laughs> you get two days off. Well, but I also teach them how to repurpose and how to record a reel once and use it three times. Ooh, I like that. Nice. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So how can everybody find you so that they can get more info about you, they can follow you and they can uh, enroll in the real school. So if they want to find me, it's success on dot social and the real school will be up by the time this airs, the real school will be on there. So it'll be there and, uh, and live. So yeah, it's um, success on dot social. It's not a dot com that throws people off a little bit. So success on dot social. Okay. Got it. And we'll have the link in the show notes and everything for you guys to go into Jonathan's real school. All right, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Of course. I love talking to you. All right. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye. <laughs>